It's the 4th of July week. It's a short work week, so it's a short lesson in this week's Inside OSU podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Molly Chagru. This week, we're going back to our archives in 2016. If you've ever watched the movie Concussion, then you know the name Bennett Omalu. Will Smith played this famed neuropathologist who has testified in front of the courts and the United States Congress about brain damage and American football players. Dr. Omalu was the first person to identify, describe, and publish articles about chronic traumatic encephalopathy, known as CTE. This is the term used to describe brain degeneration and people who have had a history of repeated brain trauma, which is often athletes in high-contact sports. Dr. Omalu sat down with Burns Hargis to talk about the anatomy of the brain, its inability to heal itself, and how he discovered CTE. Here's the interview that was originally recorded in 2016. It began on September 28, 2002. You actually remember the day. Yes, I remember. It was a Saturday. I turned on the television to listen to the news of the day. And everybody, CNN, ESPN, MSNBC, almost every channel was talking about this great American football player who had died suddenly. But before his death, his life was... um, uh, almost uh, a destitute life. It was almost like a vagabond. He he lived off his truck. Sometimes this was Mike Webster, Mike the former Webster. center for the yes, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. And they made certain derogatory statements about him, which I thought was offensive. Um, they said, though, like just like many other retired football players, they don't do so well. They don't invest their money well. They do this. They do that. And I wondered um, if they played football, they wore helmets, that that meant they were exposed to repeated blows of the head over a prolonged period. That couldn't they have suffered some type of brain damage that would account for their um, because profiles? The, because the, the brain, time. as you've explained to me off the air, the brain floats around inside your skull. Yes, yes. Uh, I've done about 8,000 autopsies. One of the imperfections of, of the human body is the anatomy of the brain. The brain is about 60 to 80% water. It floats freely inside your skull. In fact, it has no attachments to the skull. So whenever you suffer an impact with or without a helmet, your brain bounces around inside your skull. Mm-hmm. And the brain is what we call a post-mitotic organ. What does that mean? The brain does not have a reasonable capacity to regenerate itself. Yeah, can't to, heal itself. Yes, to heal itself. And so over time, you receive micro-traumas, repetitive blows. I got to work by serendipity. He was lying on my autopsy table when I got oh to work. Oh, my goodness. And we knew why he died. In fact, he died in a hospital. He died of a massive heart attack. There was no reason for me to do the autopsy, but I did. I opened up his skull, expecting to see a brain that had been damaged. His brain appeared normal. Mm. (laughs) I, I remember that moment very vividly. I was extremely disappointed with myself. I, you thought you were on to something. No, I didn't. I was, I, I, I was totally confused because mm-hmm. what I expected mentally or intellectually was not what I was seeing. 
and I couldn't connect the dots. There was just something. It, it did not fit. It's so all I, I, I had this intellectual agitation. And I said to myself, okay, you know what? Why don't you save this brain, preserve it, so it gives you some more time, spend more time on the brain and figure it out. So I did. At some point, you took the, your findings to the NFL, right? Because you published <laughs> yes, this. Yes, yes. <laughs> because, again, I applied the principles of epidemiological methods. When you see a case that has not been described before, you publish it as what we call a sentinel case, mm -hmm. hoping that you'll find a second case. Because by the time I was publishing Mike Webster, I did Terry Long's autopsy. Terry Long was a football player. Another player. football player who committed suicide. Mm -hmm. So I knew I had a second case. So now I had a strategy, applying epidemiological methods. So when I saw Mike Webster, I saw some propositional value in the findings, that this was a finding that would enhance football and enhance the lives of the players who are the humanity of football. So I most gladly took it to the NFL. Who did you, did you call Roger Goodell? No, I, mean, I did not. <laughs> how, did, how did you take it to the uh, NFL? I took it to the NFL's scientific paper, scientific journal. When you submit a paper, two um, doctors will review it. If they agree that it's publishable, it's published. If they don't agree, a third person, okay. That paper, as much as I could recall now, was reviewed by at least 18 doctors. In fact, at some, time, some point, the, my responses to the critique of the reviewers was about 10 to 20 times the length of the paper. So finally, it was published. So they wanted to squelch it. They wanted to sweep it under the rug. When the first paper was published, the NFL made a very calculated and brilliant attempt to professionally exterminate me. <laughs> they sent a very strongly worded letter to the journal that my paper was scientifically flawed. They came after me rather than after the concept, because they knew in their heart of hearts that the concept was not flawed. So I had a choice to make. Do I keep quiet and simply ignore it, or do I speak out and become a voice for the voiceless? I chose the later to become a voice for the voiceless. And how did you, how did you communicate that? How did you use your voice? I had to come up with a strategy a two-pronged strategy. One, I needed to document the historical events as, as, as much as I could. One, make sure each case you see, publish it. Then another strategy was, Bennett, take your story to Hollywood. Hollywood is a very powerful agent of change. This is not about you. Don't be interested in the money. Just give your story to somebody. So I gave my story to a young producer in Hollywood, David Waltoff, very young, smart guy. So I gave it to him. It took us six years to get to the movie. And I think Will Smith, Ridley Scott, Sony, 
what they've done is they've taken this concept from the depths of the valley of the American psyche to the mountain peak of the American psyche because it's permeated our consciousness. People finally are beginning to talk about it. Dr. Bennett Omalu is currently the president and medical director of Bennett Omalu Pathology, and he is the member of many organizations, including the American Medical Association and the American Society of Clinical Pathology. Researchers like Dr. Omalu continue to discover more and more about traumatic brain injury and CTE. In fact, the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Strokes says that traumatic brain injury is the leading cause of death and disability in children and young adults. And it's also a major concern for the elderly. I'm Molly Shagru. Have a happy and safe 4th of July, and we'll see you next week on the Inside OSU podcast. <laughs>